Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of Get a Grip with your host, Georgette Jackson. We're continuing our discussion on the armor of God, and today is the last piece of armor. We read about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, with today's discussion on the shield of faith, which is mentioned in verse 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. As Christians, our life's journey is filled with challenges, disappointments, opportunities, and spiritual warfare. Just as a military soldier about to enter a battlefield comes fully equipped, all of us also need an armor of protection as well. In a physical battle, a soldier must be trained and properly prepared with the right equipment. And likewise, my brothers and sisters, you and I need to be properly prepared spiritually and fully equipped for a spiritual battle. And one of the spiritual weapons we wear is the shield of faith. The shield of faith is used as a defensive weapon against the fiery darts or arrows of the evil one. Now in Paul's day, the Roman soldier's shield was called a scutum. It was as large as a door and would cover the warrior entirely. When they fought as a group, soldiers would position their shields to form an enclosure around themselves, which was called a testudo or tortoise. Doing so would protect them against arrows that were launched from the walls of cities they were attacking. The shields back then were made of wood, they were covered in hide, and when wet, it could extinguish the fiery arrows. This shield provided a blanket of protection, and the arrows were fiery because the enemy would dip the arrows in hot asphalt ignite them with fire and shoot them at their opponent using a bow. Now believers, we also have fiery weapons shot at us in various forms. Some in the form of attacks to our mind, such as thinking that we are inadequate to do what God has called us to do. We are not smart enough. We are too fat. We are too skinny. We don't have the right look. And this is where our faith comes in. Our faith in the Lord Jesus is useful for warding off the devil's attacks in our thoughts. What is faith, you say? Let's see what Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The word substance 
is translated as assurance, confidence, and the reality. And in the original Greek, it conveys the idea of firm foundation or the real being or a resolute truth. And according to Moton and Milligan in vocabulary of the Greek New Testament, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. I like the way the NIV states Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So I ask you, my brothers and sisters, what are you hoping for that you have not seen manifested yet? Do you even have hope? Are you hoping for healing? Are you hoping for a new job? Are you hoping for a loved one to be saved? Are you hoping to love again? Are you hoping to have peace and joy again? Or have you lost all hope because you have not seen a change yet? Having faith, my brothers and sisters, is believing and trusting in the promise of God even when we don't see a change in our financial situation. We must have that blessed assurance that one day a change will come. We believe the impossible because we believe in the God who makes all things possible. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 26, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. If you and I are not hoping for a better tomorrow and we are not believing and trusting in God, then my brothers and sisters, we are not operating in faith. And without faith, the Bible tells us that it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 tells us this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, Satan's attacks can sometimes cause us to doubt God. Attacks from others can sometimes cause us to doubt God. The social injustices in our world can sometimes cause us to doubt God. The inequality we face in this world can cause us to doubt God. Bad things happening to good people can cause us to doubt God. Unanswered prayers, or at least prayers being answered or not being answered in the way in the way in which we think they should be answered can cause us to doubt God. A delay in the answer to a prayer can sometimes cause us to doubt God. The death of a loved one 
can cause us to doubt God. My brothers and sisters, let's think about this for a minute. We know that Satan is God's arch enemy and therefore he's our arch enemy. So how can we as Christians side with God's enemy and our enemy by doubting God? How in the world do we allow the enemy to make us doubt God? My friend Edward Chisholm said, a bona fide Christian should never allow Satan to make them doubt God. What do you think about that? Pause and think about that. Selah. And even when the enemy accuses us, faith chooses to believe that Jesus has redeemed us and we will not be condemned. And I read Jeremiah 17, 17, that says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And then Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And one of my all-time favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. How about that, my brothers and sisters? Faith prompts us to believe God. Faith prompts us to trust God. Genesis 15, 6 tells us that Abram believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. David trusted that God would be with him when he killed Goliath. Daniel trusted God for protection in the lion's den and the mouth of the lion was shut and no harm came to him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted God and was not harmed when thrown into the fiery furnace. Hannah was barren, yet she trusted God for a son, and she gave birth to the prophet Samuel. Paul and Silas trusted God when they were thrown into prison, and as they continued to praise and worship God, their shackles fell off, and the prison doors flew open. These, my brothers and sisters, are only a few instances where God's people demonstrated their faith in Him by trusting Him. So we can do the same when we see the example of these great men and women of God in the Bible. How have you demonstrated your faith? Having faith in God matters. Trusting and believing God in the midst of opposition, in the midst of grief, in the midst of loneliness, in the midst of unemployment, in the midst of sickness, demonstrates our faith in God. It is not just lip service. Well, it shouldn't be just lip service, 
my brothers and sisters, is acts of service. We are not just saying we have faith, we are acting like we have faith. We are not walking around as downcast believers, but we keep our heads lifted up to the hills from where our help comes from. Faith allows us to see beyond how things are in our life at this very moment. We see how things are going to be one day. With faith, we trust the God we can't see to fulfill all his promises to us now and in the future. The more we trust God and exercise our faith in him, the more we please him. So whatever fiery attack that is thrust towards us, let us remember to hold up our shield of faith to block those attacks. Without the use of the shield of faith, my brothers and sisters, the rest of our armor will be of no use. It is our faith that gives us the ability to recognize the deceptiveness of the enemy's tactics and we can then quickly extinguish all his fiery arrows. It appears to me that our faith is a protective barrier between us and the schemes of our enemy. Faith is one of the greatest gifts given to us, as stated in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which says, And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. There are so many scriptures that let us know how important faith is. Faith is the means by which we receive grace and come into a right relationship with God, as Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And Romans 5, 1 tells us this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 2 tells us that faith is a doorway to hope in God, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. God's word admonishes us by saying in verses 3 and 4, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. There is that word hope again. Hope and faith, my brothers and sisters, goes hand in hand. When we believe God and take him at his word, we then remain grounded in truth which causes the lives of the enemy to lose its power and we become overcomers. As believers, we all have this promise in God's word. In 1 John 5, 4, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
This makes faith our shield. The shield of faith not only helps us to defend ourselves, but it helps us to overcome evil. This means faith is powerful. And this makes faith the most important part of our armor. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 21. In a battle, the Roman soldier had to keep his shield raised at all times to ward off the fiery darts from the enemy. We too, my brothers and sisters, when we are in a spiritual battle, we must always keep our shield of faith raised. Keeping our faith raised means we never put our faith in God down. No matter what happens around us, no matter what happens to us or to our loved ones, we must keep our shield of faith raised because lowering our shield of faith renders it ineffective. Our faith and belief in God must be ongoing and unshakable. We need the armor of God, my brothers and sisters. We need to wear the armor of God every day. We need to check our armor for cracks before we suit up. We especially need the armor of God when we come face to face with grief. The loss of a loved one can sometimes cause us to feel like we are losing our minds. Hence, the helmet of salvation. Our minds need to be renewed daily. Once we become one with Christ, we have Holy Spirit inside of us to remind us of our salvation and to only think on those things that are lovely, those things that are pure, those things that are just and of a good report. So as we close this session on the armor of God, we need to be reminded of how all of the pieces of the armor work together. We need the breastplate of righteousness to protect our hearts that have been broken. We have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, trusting that he will mend our hearts. We need the belt of truth to hold us up when we stumble from the weight of grief because we know that no matter how much we miss our loved ones, God loves us, he is for us, and his plan is not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. We need the sword of the spirit, which we know is the word of God, to strike down all the attacks of self-defeat, depression, anger, loneliness, and we need to strike up God's great love for us and know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We need our feet to be fitted with the gospel of peace, keeping our feet securely fastened unto the peace that Jesus left us with the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we won't fall into sin when someone gets on our last nerve or we have to wait for a prayer to be answered. And finally, my brothers and sisters, above all these pieces of armor, with today's topic, we need the shield of faith. If we don't have faith in our salvation, if we don't have faith, 
in our righteousness, if we don't have faith in the truth, if we don't have faith in the word of God, if we don't have faith in the peace of God, let me tell you, as I tell myself, you, I, we don't have a leg to stand on. We must have faith. Faith shields, faith protects, faith covers. Remember, my brothers and sisters, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So now that we have covered every piece of the armor of God, let us not forget to suit up every day and check each piece for any cracks. And if any cracks are found, seal those cracks up with faith. How do we seal those cracks with faith? My brothers and sisters, if we know God's words and we can quote scriptures, it does us no good if we don't act on what we know and what we say we know. We act on the word by trusting in his promises when we face challenges and we don't become downtrodden, we don't become doubtful, and we don't lose our confidence in the God who cannot lie. When there is no sudden change in our circumstances, we remain at peace and we are in anticipation for a change to come. And once those cracks are sealed up with faith, we are battle ready. So suit up, ready, set, go and face the world. My brothers and sisters, I hope these sessions on the armor of God help you in some small way so that when you and I face any kind of challenge in our lives, we will be able to stand firm with our armor on and be the overcomers that we are in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we just want to give you thanks today. Thank you for giving us a full armor to protect us as we endure life's challenges. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for leading us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. We thank you for blessing our going in and our coming out. We thank you, Father, for being a present help in our times of trouble. Thank you for strengthening us and protecting us from the evil one. We thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you for your loving kindness and your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us and all that you are going to do. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, my brothers and sisters, have hope for a better tomorrow. I love you and God loves you even more. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. Suit up.